Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Dad Mentality. I'm your host, Rodney Glover, a.k.a. The One. I'm so happy to be here again to do another episode with my friends, my fellas, my colleagues. I'm going to start with, you know, I don't do it by myself, so I got my man, Mike Alban, a.k.a. Albizi. What's up, Albizi? Hi, fellas. Good, 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 man. And, and you know, I, I got also my boy. We've been together since we was four years old. My man, Vance Robs, a.k.a. Coach. What's up, Coach? Hey, what's going on, y'all? How y'all doing today? I'm doing good. Wow. Good, blessed. Also, we got producer Ev, Everett Street. What's up, producer Ev? How you doing today? I'm doing all right. What's happening? Hey, man, I'm blessed, man. Another day, another Another happy week. We get to come together, and uh, I really needed this this week, so I, you know I'll get into that. Um, but I'm gonna let's uh, start like we start every week, which is with our Twitch mental health check in. You know, here at Dad Mentality, we believe mental health is important. You should always check in with somebody, even yourself, sometimes. So, uh, fellas, who wants to start this uh, week's mental health check in? Um, I started. Um, this week wasn't bad. I mean, I would probably say about a. I'm still hovering around the seven and a half mark. I've been that way for about three weeks. Um, kind of stuck in a funk at work. Um, got some major deadlines that are coming up this week. Um, which I, I don't have I don't think I'll have an issue hitting. Um, it's gonna be a long week for me though. Um, at work and um got a chance to go on a date with my wife yesterday. <laughs> Went to a pretty good place in Annapolis, Maryland. Um, really good food. Oh. Um, I, I think it's called True Food or something like that. Um, it's over at Annapolis Boulevard. It was, it was pretty decent. I mean, it had um, like uh, teriyaki burgers and, you know what I'm saying, um, Peruvian burgers and, you know what I'm saying, edamame ravioli. So it should be right up Albans's, um, Albans's, uh, Food, food huh? Yeah. Exploration. I, I don't know if Alban sent it to all of us, but he sent me a picture of him with uh, what was uh, what, I think it was Ethiopian food or something like that. Yeah, we'll Nigeria, that. Nigeria, Nigerian, huh? Nigerian yeah. food. So, yeah, that that's the next spot. I think we got a spot up in Baltimore that we're going to try and go to. That's um, I think it's an African place too. So, um, had that last week and um. I think, you know what I'm saying, uh, definitely got back into working out, which was a good thing. You know what I mean? It actually relieves a lot of stress. You know what I mean? So uh, just trying to get in, you know what I'm saying, the best physical shape um, over the next six weeks. Got birthday coming up, be 45, you know what I mean, in June. So Juneteenth, by the way, just to let y'all know. Um, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, holiday baby. Yeah, <laughs> my, my my birthday a federal holiday, so always know that. Can't forget it. Um, so yeah, man, it's it's, it's seven and a half. I'm just I'm I'm really plug trying to plug away. Got a, a wife is under a lot of pressure right now, getting things um together for her business. Um, so it's just you know what I'm saying, just the day to day, and you know what I mean with school ending, problems coming up. 
You know what I mean? And all types of stuff with mm -hmm. the family. You know what I'm saying? Extended family got a bunch of things going on. Albans, you should know about that. Uh, you should be right around the corner from those things, too. So um, next couple of weeks should be pr relatively busy. So, All right. Cool beans. Uh, Albans, you want to go next? Yeah, I'll go. I'm, uh, I'm going to go with a six. So I'm going to start off with we just had prom last night. Mm. My son and my daughter. Just did prom. That was, that was good. They had a good time. Um, work still sucks. That's, you know, reliable. So I'm good with there. Um, had another friend pass away. What was it Thursday? Thursday or Friday um, from cancer. Also, like, it was basically six of us that through high school. All of us came from different areas. I lost my boy couple months back from a heart attack he was 40 and then my friend kobe who just passed away i think he was 38 from cancer so now like i was talking to my buddy who's going to be on the show today um you know these were the innocent ones of of the group so it was pretty big hmm. sorry to hear that brother yeah for sure you'll be in my prayers out last yeah. What's his name? Toby. Not nah, nah, the, the the gentleman who passed away. Toby. Oh, you Toby. Kobe. 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 Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely keep him and his family in our prayers, man. And you for are sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, just to reiterate, uh, we were supposed to have the Runway Boys um, come on here today, but unfortunately, he is one of Alban's close friends, who's also friends with the gentleman who passed away. So, you know, um, I'm th thankful that you're here, Alban, because I know it was going to be tough um, with that. But, you know, so he passed away from cancer. How long did he did he know? Or was it like one of those things where he knew yet? He cancer? knew. Or, okay. All right. Yeah, he knew. Yeah. But was he expected He's to been battling it for a while? Or, or it, it was just a touch and go for a while, like you said, a while. That's I knew about it personally for a year. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Or, I mean, maybe less than a year, but it was still about a year. The, that that kind of concerns me because I have a friend who hasn't been to the doctor in 18 years. And maybe. Yeah, I know. They need to go I see know. a doctor. Just to you know, double check because I don't want to hear no story. You know, we we coming on the episode and then find out you know all the activity you've had back there. You could have ass cancer or something like that. I don't want anybody to uh, anything to happen because of that. Yeah, I, man. Honestly, I, I wish there was a way that that. I mean, I I do like I I do have someone in my life now that's pushing me more to do it, and I still slack. I still bullshit on it. I I need to. I just, I just, man, I'm always like, always my, like, do I want to take the time out of my life, which is a busy life anyway, to actually make a doctor appointment and then have to be referred and referred and all these people and then to find out, you know, the negative news or man, just, just fucking. You just want to get a physical, man. Just go get start with a physical before you start worrying about you dying or you got to be referred to someone. Yeah, and remember referrals. I mean, in all honesty, Albans, you you really just want to get your basic checkup, yeah. right? You know what I mean. Just I mean, yeah. you ain't you ain't at the stage of you ain't at nearly the level of being Rodney because we're five, four or five years ahead of you. But like, I mean, in a month, 
I gotta go through the full gambit. You know what I mean? So I gotta oh, go yeah. colonoscopy. Yeah. I got I mean I'm turning forty five. So I gotta make sure that I'm checked. You know what I mean? And make sure everything's checking right. So you know I what told I mean? My, I told my doctor she gotta come up with a better way. Cause I'm not now nah, the finger in the butt thing ain't working for me. So y'all gotta figure out is it you know it's so much science now that y'all gotta figure out a better way. She did tell me that, you know, she did my blood and my pee and stuff like that. She told me that like, yeah, you you don't have the dangerous signs of me having to do that now. She told me that at 40, but you know, I'm just, Yeah, wait till 45. Yeah, I know, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, she gotta come. I'm still but she had five years to come up with a better way. I'm gonna tell her the same damn thing. So I mean, you know. that that's my thing. Like six years ago I had to go to a fucking urologist and He's like, we could do two things. He's like, we could either, and I didn't like his office. First off, it was like all family pictures and shit like that. It was really weird. And then he's like, we could do two things. We could give you a referral to go get x-rays, or I could do it here with my fingers. And his trash can is full of rubber gloves. And I'm like, man, I'll give me the referral. <laughs> I never went back. That, that right there did it for me. Once you pass kidney stones or something, man? Like, that's yeah. why you went to a urologist? Uh -huh. I had I, I mean, urologist is mean, bro. Like, don't get it twisted. I, I mean, I, 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 at one point in time in my life, I had kidney stones. Me too. So, like, if you go through that test, that 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 test had tears rolling out my eyes. Bro, what test? I, actually, I don't remember the test. I had kidney stones. I get a test. I mean, passing the kidney stone. Nah. So yeah, I mean, passing the kidney stones is fine, but they actually, if if they really trying to figure I mean I was younger so I was in my early 30s when it happened so that that was kind of a trigger like why are you passing kidney stones in your 30s so like literally they had to check uh prostate they had to check my urinary tract they had to check all of that and that joint was brutal yeah, yeah that's what he was like brutal. talking about checking my prostate without getting descript without getting descriptive it was brutal and it wasn't it wasn't going from the back you know what I mean? It was brutal. Uh yeah, okay. I know what you're talking about now. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't going from that way. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was still uh, definitely ain't nothing to play with. That joint, that joint, man, that joint was crucial. So. What kidney stone? Yeah, passing Yeah, and it, it's a scary, it's a scary thing. On morphine. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, me on that too. Hey. <laughs> okay. All right, well, let's not get more into this conversation. <laughs> hey, hey, uh, Everett, uh Producer Ev, you want to give you a mental health check-in for me, please? Before we do anything, I'm dying. I can do this here in my fingers. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> what did what, he say? I can do it here in my fingers. <laughs> here in your fingers? I'm so confused. What? Yeah, yeah the, the doctor with a trash can full of fucking rubber gloves. <laughs> oh, <cool. laughs> he said that. He let that go right fast. You know, that's insane. <laughs> no, no, it, it was. I'm, I'm telling you, it was, it was traumatizing. Dude, dude had this big wood shelf behind him with all his family photos on it, and his wife and his kids. <laughs> I was like, this is a motherfucker that has a secret <laughs> obsession with shoving fingers in people's ass, and I'm not going to be the next victim. Hey man. <laughs> anyway, man, my, uh, <laughs> my, my week was about, um, I'll say about six. It was okay. It wasn't. It wasn't. Nothing too eventful. Nothing bad happened. Just nothing happened for real. It was just another week. Went to work, came home, did the same thing I always do. That's about it. Okay. All right. All right. Good stuff, Everett. Hey, man. 
So, all right, so my week. Now I'm going to tell you, my week started off horrible. Uh, I can't even give a rating on how bad it was. And 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 if I remember, I told y'all a while back that everything was going so good, I know that life is full of peaks and valleys and this, that, and other. And I, and I knew, I was like, okay, well, right now I'm going through a valley because ain't nothing working out for me. You know, um, my son had an altercation at school where I was I was so upset that I took him out of the school. He has not been back to school since Wednesday. And that, until the school fixes that situation, he's not going to go back. Because I told him, I, you know, um, they... Uh, my son has had an issue with a kid who I'm kind of getting the impression that has some type of disability, but I don't know. But um, before it was just like little stuff, like he pushed him in a line or something like that, or this, that, and the other. So this day, yes, uh, Wednesday, I get a phone call and I get up, I get to the school and they tell, and this is my, the grandparents went and picked my son up because I was working. And when they picked him up, the grandparents called me and was like, yeah, you need to come up here. So I come up there and I'm being told that, you know, my son was playing with another young man. The kid comes up and was like, you know, they were apparently playing with a switch or something or some kind of Game Boy or something like that. And they told him no, because he he's, you know, he's rude and does things all all the time that that they don't like. They don't hang out with him. So they they continue playing. And then my son is getting ready to leave. This is over. It's, it's like 15 minutes later. You know, my son's getting ready to leave from school. And all of nowhere, the kid tackles him and then jumps on top of him and starts punching him. So, you know, they said my son started was punching back, but it's still the fact that the kid tackled him out of nowhere and then started punching on him. And then when I went to the school, you know, I'm like, so, yeah, I'm done with this. And I didn't get the principal because the principal had dealt with this kid last year, whatever. I got the vice principal. Vice principal starts telling me all this stuff. Oh, I'm going to try this. I'm going to try that. And I was like, nah, we're past trying. At this point in time, it's elevated. It was one thing when it was just pushing or something like that. But now this kid has tackled my son and sat on top of him, started punching him. I was like, yeah, I'm not letting this go any further. Like, there's no next, you know, oh, if it happens again, because what's next, you know? So I was like, yeah, this ain't working. I was like, yeah. So when y'all figure it out, call me and I'll bring them back to school. So I have a meeting on Monday now with the father, which I don't think, I don't know how this is going to work out either, but I'm still sitting with the school like, yeah, y'all have to come up with something that's going to make me feel like my son is safe, that he doesn't have to fight in third grade. There's no reason a third grader should have to fight to get his education. You know what I'm saying? If this kid can't control himself, then y'all need to do something. Like something. You're, to you're meeting the father on yeah, Monday. Meeting the father, you're meeting the father. On the yeah, on Monday. All right, you tackle him in the parking lot, and then you sit on that <laughs> motherfucker. You start punching on him and ask him how he liked it. Well, that was my initial thought, but now I'm I'm at a different place now. So that's where I started. I'm just telling you about my six. All right. So well, in the middle of that, well, not my six, my five, where I was at. No, but and then and then in the middle of that, um, I'm getting ready to go to this uh marriage conference or relationship conference, and and, uh, and I knew the devil was busy because now me and my wife are arguing. We're not arguing about my son. We're arguing about I can't even remember what it was about, but it was definitely stupid. 
And neither one of us wanted to give it up and this, that, and other. We spent the, that that next three days arguing. So now we fast forward to the marriage council, the marriage conference. We leave for the marriage conference. And I'm still, we're in the car. We drove three hours to Philly and we argued the entire three hours. So we finally get there. We start the marriage conference. And I'm already, I got a space in between our seats. You know, I'm like, yeah, I can't wait to tell them how, how how upset I am about everything that's going on. And let me tell you, I left that marriage conf- that marriage uh, seminar at a 9.5. Mm. Really changed everything. It was everything I needed and everything that was important. Uh, this the speaker was this guy. His name is Preston William II. He is a pastor out of Florida, and he was. Amazing. He was riveting. <laughs> I'm telling you, I he he caught me with the things that he was saying and got my attention immediately. So that's kind of what I want to talk to you fellas about this week is um the things that we did talk about in the marriage counseling and talk about, you know, some of our relationships and um see how you guys feel about it, see what you think, you know, see what you think and, and tell me, you know, just basically your opinions about the views. So, all right, y'all fellas ready? Yeah. All right. So one of the things that he talked about is most arguments, most arguments are because of communication and understanding. Now I kind of already knew that. And I mean, that isn't, that wasn't a big it, that wasn't a big new thing for me, but do you, would y'all agree that m- the majority of conversations or arguments between you and somebody you're in a relationship, most of them start with either bad communication, no communication, or some kind of miscommunication? Miscommunication, 100%. Yeah, I think it's, I definitely think it's miscommunication. I think um, sometimes we assume where somebody's coming from on a situation. Absolutely, yeah. Assumption is one of the things he definitely talked about. Mm-hmm. He, he called assumptions the the uh, the stone in front of the grave. Yes. So, and he also, he said that you know when people assume anything, ah, man, I can't remember exactly, but he like this dude had a quote for everything, but it was a uh, you know when you when you assume something. It is the lack of it is the lack of thought of something like that. He was like, because you're not or the lack of uh trying, you're not trying. Cause uh-huh. in order to assume something, you're just you're not even trying, you're not trying to get an answer. You're just assuming. <laughs> you know, right. you're just assuming. So, you know, I found that it, you know, that that I agree with him. But here's one of the things that he said that 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 I agree with also and I want to know how you feel. He said the basic need of a woman is security and the basic need of a man is to feel significant. What do you think about that? Um, I think that society has made women be able to feel secure without a man. And I think that um, it is harder for men to provide women that security now. Because they feel like they can get it on their own or they feel like mm-hmm. they need a man for that. Yeah, and then that leads to men feeling insignificant. 
I, I agree. I agree with that. I, I agree with that 100. That was probably one of the biggest things that led to my divorce. Like knowing how much I busted my ass, and then you know being told every day that I didn't do shit. And now, I mean, she did take the high road, but she really did take the high road and realized, like, damn, your dad did a lot more than I ever really, really thought. So just a small, like the small shit was like, Oh, you know, Hey, good job doing that. Good job doing this or, you know, that, but yeah, I don't know. Like you said, I, I, I kind of agree with the security thing too, because yeah, they, they need to know that, but they should know that at a certain point. I mean, if they want, if they plan being with you, they should feel secure at that point already. Just because you're yeah, man. doesn't mean you're yeah, not secure you. anymore. Yeah, I'm with you. I think, I think women, um, want the security, but they also want the control too. In a lot of situations, that down for me more. I want, I want to explain that. So, so, so it's like this: it's like you want they, they want men to lead, but lead in their way, right? Right. And unless you have a wife that or a husband that's fully submitted to God, like it's hard to do. It's hard to lead in somebody else's way. Right. If but if you guys aren't aligned and and faith. So um first I gotta be aligned with God in order to lead my wife anywhere. Because mm-hmm. me as a regular person, she's not gonna follow. Because we're two different human beings. But if I'm doing it the way God wants me to do it, then she'll follow. Okay. So now go ahead. Go ahead. Because I got something for that, just something that he even brought up is that if once you say I do in front of God or say I do, and your husband in your eyes is not leading in that way that you think he should be, or not leading like you said, you, you, you want him to lead the way you want him to lead. His answer to that was then you're trying to be God. God is in control. You're mm-hmm. not. You're not in control. God is in control. And sometimes, and this was one of the things that he he said that 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 really meant something. He said, as the, the man and the woman in a relationship, you have to stay liquid. And mm-hmm. that was one of the key things because staying liquid. So liquid water, like water. Water can move rocks. Water can break things down. Water is going to get around and do what it needs to do no matter what. You know, and if you're staying liquid, it, when, when something gets in your way, just because you have to move around it doesn't mean you didn't chip it. Just because you did, you had to go a different direction to get somewhere doesn't mean that you are that your problem is not being worked on. Right. So, so what he said is when you say I do, you have to, as a male or female, is that you can't control it. You have to be liquid. You have to be flexible. You have to let God do what he's going to do. For instance, I, and I'm going to use myself as an example, I'm not even close to being the same person I was when I married my wife. I'm not at all uh, that same guy. You know what I'm saying? I have, I'm totally different. I'm way more. Uh, I'm way more God fearing. I'm way more doing a lot of things. But I do feel like this. The, the, this did center me more to relying on God because I 
believe that I I made a few mistakes. I have been still and have been making a few mistakes that I learned in this uh, seminar, which I'll I'll go into more later. But you know, staying liquid is the is the thing that they said, and they also said that you know the woman has to be patient and let God work because. He he said he was a pastor, and there was no way you would have thought he would be a pastor when he married. He first got married, you know. His life was totally different. Everybody changes. Like we all are going to change. There was one thing that's definitely going to happen: is change. I mean, Albans. I'm sure you're not the same person. No, no, hell no. I was a piece of shit when I was younger. So, <laughs> but I definitely, I definitely have come a long way. Yeah, but you got to be, you, you know. But his thing is, you got to be patient and let God work work his work because. You know, any, any any God is able to do anything. So you know, you can't do you can't do everything <laughs> that God can do. Nobody can. You know, so even as your wife, you have to be patient and let God work. So that was just one of the things. And, and let me let me say this, just in case if, if if anybody at the seminar is listening to the podcast, this is my interpretation. So you know, if he doesn't agree with what you. What your interpretation is, and you know, sorry for you. But anyway, next, uh, what was the next thing? Okay, so he was the one of the biggest things that that I learned that he talked about. We have to stop asking of marriage what God never designed it to give. Okay, and then he gives three things that we have to stop expecting, and the first thing is perfect happiness. So how do you feel about that? Um, when you're relying on somebody else, it, it depends on where you're looking for your happiness. And you cannot look for happiness in your marriage. You got to look for happiness in God. So, um, and then that will translate to your marriage. And not nobody on this earth is going to be perfect at anything, especially two people together. It's not gonna happen. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, no, no, nothing, nothing's perfect. Nothing. You know, uh -uh. if there's anything made by man, it ain't perfect. Yep. Is anything you know, and even a relationship, you have two people who are flawed. Yep. <laughs> you know what I'm saying we're all flawed. So you got two people being who are flawed coming into a relationship that's going to be flawed. Exactly. Um, you know, and, and but I mean a lot of women or a lot of people believe that, you know, there there's a such thing as the perfect marriage. And oh, uh no. I mean I think yeah. the funny thing is is that I think that yeah the the that's that definition of a perfect marriage is um it's not a clear definition in every relationship. Like one person may think that mine and my wife's marriage is perfect whereas we may think somebody else's marriage may be perfect and we have no idea what's going on in anybody's marriage besides our own right mm -hmm. so what can be seen as an outward appearance of marriage um it's just it's not something that you can really say hey they have a perfect marriage or do i have a perfect marriage i, I mean if, if it was perfect then it would be easy and it's not easy marriage as a whole is not easy so and, and, and also the relationship is in whole so i mean we keep on saying marriage and I'm, I'm gonna try to stop saying it because 
it is it is about relationships. Any relationship is there's no perfect relationship. Period. Nope. No perfect relationship. No. There's you know there's not going to be a time where anything is can be perfect. So you know I mean the but the best thing you might have is a perfect relationship is when you're first born and your mom is breastfeeding you. That'll probably be the closest thing. So perfect. Yeah, when your when your child is born, we can't do that. But other than that, that's it. You know, but um, you know, but that's even for a time. But um, but even you know, relationship between parents, relationship between friends, everything, nothing, nothing can be perfect. So the other thing they said that, that you know, marriage uh, can't give you that that God never. But here's the other thing: that God never designed it to be perfect. You know what I'm saying? And then the other thing is that it it is never been designed to be conflict free. So. Yeah. You're going to have conflict. You know what I'm saying? You're going to have issues. There's going to be things that come up. There's no way that, you know, people can have a relationship that's not going to have conflict. I mean. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I asked my my grandfather for the first time this past year because I wanted to talk to him after my divorce when he came up from Florida. You know, he's 82, I believe. And him and my grandmother I never seen him fight. He worked full time as a, a a store manager for a big company down in Florida. She was stay at home. She raised, you know, her grandchildren. She didn't work, so she raised the grandchildren, her children, all three of them, me and my sister, uh, my cousins. I mean, we were assholes to her too. And she, he would come home on lunch breaks, have lunch ready for him, all that. Never fought. He would come home, cook, work on the cars finally i had the balls because he's like like the man's man like you don't bring up emotions around him and i was i was i brought it up i was like how did you make your marriage of 60 some years work so perfectly and never fight and he he turned so quick to me he's like he's like no our relationship was perfect because we made it through our fights mm-hmm. like he he said strip he's like we we argued He's like, there's a time and place for it, but you know, we argued, and that's what made us stronger. Now, I mean, honestly, they they still sit on the couch. She'll make a joke about her. She'll give him a little, you know, little little smack to the chest, and they they laugh. It's just like like they're freaking teenagers. It's freaking crazy how how right. they do it. But it's just like he said. He's like, the only perfect marriage is the arguments that you make it through and that you are willing to work on. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Totally agree. Uh, Another saying he said in there, and I even, I think I posted it on Facebook, was that blessings are wrapped in conflict. So, agreed. (laughs) I totally agree on that. Blessings are wrapped in conflict. And I mean, there's so many different things that you can discuss. And I mean, one thing he even discussed there that he was divorced. You know, he was divorced and he thought he was losing his ministry because he got a divorce and had to go and sit. It took him three years sitting with God and trying to get himself right before he could even get in another relationship and do and get it right. But it, he said there are situations that, you know, there's pe- there's still situations where people are there for you for to be with you for a term. Like some things you just have to you can't you can't stay in a relationship. You can't. I mean, some things happen that that are just, you know, uh, 
that wasn't designed. So, but sometimes you get in relationships with the people that you weren't supposed to get in a relationship with. So that that mm-hmm. was one of the things that he also said too. But um, to go back to the, so the other third thing that um that he talked about was um idolatrous obsession. Now, when he said that, the first thing I thought he meant it was that um that you know you you worship something else like you know t- money tv this that and the other and things like that and that was the easy answer but then he broke it down even further so when you hear of idolatrous obsessions what what are those things that you think of well, i think it's exactly what you said like i mean that would have been the first thing that triggered my my thought was money you know what I'm saying? Some form of, you know what I'm saying, job or, you know what I'm saying, some hobby or whatever. Um, that was the the very first thing that I thought of. Um, so I'm not sure. I, I'd be interested to understand what he meant by that. Al Benz, you think the same thing? Yeah. So he now those things are included, but mm-hmm. he, but he also said this. Because the thing is, just because you have money doesn't mean that you're obsessed with it or you have a car or you have a house or whatever the case may be. But one of the things he said that can that is dangerous is when you put your person, when you expect for your relationship or your significant other to you put them on such a pedestal that you put them before God. That. Mm. You put them up there and want them to do what God is capable of doing, not what they're capable of doing. If you put that much, you know, and 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 this is even for women and men and men with women, because you know, men they have the, you know, we get this wife and we get this woman. She's so beautiful. She's gorgeous. You're everything to me. I love you. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. But you can't put that person before God when you're looking for them to answer what God has to answer. Mm. When you're looking for, you know, your husband to be your all, or even, you know, you can ask your husband which way to go, or, you know, you're trying to figure out where you want to go in life or where you're supposed to be or what you, what you call, whatever it's going to be. You can ask your husband, but if you put him in a place where He's, he could be wrong. <laughs> like you can be wrong. Right. You just you know you need to go to God. Like God has to be your your number one, and that's one of the things you had brought up um, earlier, Vance, about you know leading. You had, God has to be number one in the situation, and then from there you can um, lead your, the other person. Yeah, but, I mean that's that's tough. Like it, it, it really it, is, depending on who you are. Right. You know what I mean? Because I, I literally have struggled with that for a long time. Like putting my wife on a pedestal um, that ensuring that she was satisfied, you know what I mean? And everything. Yeah. And some of that could have led to, has led to, you know what I'm saying, missteps in decision making um, by not telling her no in that situation or by, you know what I'm saying, accepting certain things that I knew I sh- probably shouldn't accept it. You know what I mean? Because it was in my spirit not to. Um, and I think that, that that has caused issues before in the past. Um, 
and that's definitely something that I'm working on. You know what I'm saying? Just personally. You know what I mean? Because every good husband wants to ensure that his wife's needs are met, both her needs and her wants. And I think that oftentimes um, we kind of stray as men when it comes to the wants of our significant other or whatever relationships. So um, I think focusing on God and allowing him to guide that path is is a difficult role for, for a good husband. You know what I mean? Especially when a wife is involved because believe it or not, the one person on this earth that can get a man to do what they want him to do is, is his wife. Hence Adam for the and most Eve. Part. Hmm? Hence Adam and Eve. It is. I mean, that's why Adam bit the apple because his yeah. wife gave it to him. Right? You know what I mean? So even though he knew it was wrong, he still did it. So like that's the power that you know said wives or girlfriends or whatever when it comes to male but female relationships. Remember, once again, it isn't no, it isn't just that, because you can have your mom mm-hmm. you can have your dad on that pedestal. Yeah. You can have a, a friend on that pedestal. So I mean it, like I said, this is still goes to all relationships. It's not just wed it's not just marriages, you know. Even your yeah. girlfriend. Like you can have a hot new girlfriend. That you put on that pedestal and want her that you to... fix Nigerian and Ethiopian food with, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those people. <laughs> and you put her on that pedestal. That uh, you know, even though she's trying to get you to go to the doctor, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> I mean, we, you know, uh, I mean, Albans, how you feel about that? What do you think about uh, you know, have you ever put somebody on that pedestal that that uh, you feel that you may have given them given them more power than they than they should have or deserve? Because this can go back to that power conversation we had too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's, uh, probably um, almost seventeen years of it. Yeah. Really. <laughs> and and then at the end of it, took a lot. Like, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. To keep it short and sweet, I'm not going to throw a dollar amount out there, but it took a lot. And then, and then, you know, <laughs> I mean, I, I did, I did, I did, I did a lot more than I knew I should have. But also, I, I fucking lost my soul because of it. Like, I just kind of was like, fuck, I became a empty shell of a person. And now I'm seeing that you're right. You, you, you really, and, and I, I don't, go to church i don't have a, a religion that i believe in i just know there's something out there more and i do believe that there is a higher power so i, I there there is a god yeah. but i'm just saying that that you do have to take care of your yourself and put trust in to whoever or whatever or you know whatever you believe in that you're going to make the right decision. And then, I mean, so far everything, I mean, it took me a year to kind of get myself together, but I also, like I said, I, I don't go to church. I don't have a religion, but the, I, I do believe in a higher being. That's all right. Well, once, once God puts that right person in your path, it, it'll probably start with the doctor and then next will be the church. We're going to, we're going to, I'm going to keep that prayer 
out there for you. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's a church, right. I don't really care. So here's, I'm going to give just a quick synopsis on that. I really don't care what God you praise or, or believe right. in. As long because to me they all got the same the same background, which is which is what 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 uh Jesus said, do unto others as you will have them do unto you. Don't do nothing you don't want to have back to you. It's that simple. You can yeah. take the whole Bible and the whole Quran and the whole whatever, and it still goes down to one simple phrase. <laughs> yeah. Do unto others as you would want them to do unto you. And, and take care of the poor. And you, if you do that, but that's the same thing. I mean, yeah. <laughs> poor, rich, whoever, do it. If you were poor, you would want somebody to feed you. If you was this, you would want somebody to do that. And I mean, that to me is the basis of all religions, no matter how you want to break it down. Everything else after that is just kind of minutia, in my opinion. And that's just my opinion. But um, yeah, I agree. Yeah. So. You know, um, all right, what was I at? All right, so yeah, so idolatrous obsession. So yeah, and, and I'll be honest with y'all, and you know, uh, I'm just telling you the truth. I believe I did do that. I definitely put my wife on a pedestal where I wanted her to solve, yeah, well, I wanted her to solve problems that she couldn't solve, that weren't even her problems, you know, and, and deal with things that, I should have been given to the Lord. So that's one of the things I came out of this about is re, re um recalibrating my relationship with God. And yeah. um, you know, Vance, you'll be happy. I'll tell you a lot of stuff. I decided that um I also realized that I was using alcohol to replace God. Mm. That whenever I got an issue or I got I've gotten a problem, I would drink instead of praying. And mm. I realized that now that that ain't that's not what I want to do anymore. And uh and I've uh, and I left that there, you know. And now I'm not gonna say this. I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna drink. Nobody now, said no the thing about it is nobody ever said that you got to. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying I'm not I'm just saying I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna drink ever because but I'm saying that I'm going to consciously not drink to replace God. Like when I'm going through something, I need to pray. I need to get on my knees. I need to talk, talk to God and work that out. And that's something that I realized out there that I came back different. I'm different now on that, on that, on that subject, you know, but I mean, it's, it's something that I'm still going to work on and I'm still not perfect, but I've, I've become recalibrated to really start thinking about thinking different thinking different i mean it was it was like i said this this was and i should have known something because the devil was messing with me so much before this to mm -hmm. cause it was almost a point i didn't want to go you know what i'm saying i didn't want to go but you yep. know i realized that i realized now that that was that was the reason why but to move on to the next thing yeah i'm proud of you for that though you know what i mean i knew you would be because you always you know you hand it to me and stuff like that but anyway yeah keep it moving and that's not to say I don't drink, because you know I do yeah, yeah, drink, yeah. but as long as it doesn't, you know what I'm saying, you're, like you said, replace what is important. Yeah. Yep. So next would be uh next is next one of the big things that he said is that um because we brought up we I brought up the fact that everybody's changing and we're all changing. And he said the biggest the best thing that in a marriage 
in order to keep a marriage healthy is that you have to be a student of each other. And this kind of hit me, you know what I'm saying? Well, I, I know I'm a student of my wife, you know, but I, I also feel like I, I haven't allowed her to study me. Like I keep a lot of my stuff to myself or whatever, or I don't tell her, you know, I don't, I don't help her. You know what I'm saying? To be, to, to be better, to get to know me or to, I mean, I don't know. I, I just found it like to be a student of your spouse or your husband or whatever, or to be a student of your wife. How do, what does that sound like to you, Vance? Yeah. I mean, like for me, it's kind of like recognizing pretty much everything that she um, brings to one brings to the table and two recognizing her human elements. Right. So like, I know um, we, we took a marriage counseling, a, a marriage ministry class a couple years back. And I mean, there was a, a bunch of tools in that class. It's kind of, identify like the trends that your spouse has. So I know that certain times of the month, she's going to be in certain moods and there's certain ways I need to approach her. I also know that there are certain things that I can do to push her buttons to piss her off. Right. So I need to, I had to learn her then. And this goes to being a student when to be able to control me pushing certain buttons, right? And she has to do the same. Um, the one thing that has come out of it is in a, well, pretty much an enhanced communication. Like a lot of times when me and my wife would get in um, heated discussions, I don't even say arguments anymore. Oftentimes to me, the discussion or the argument was more serious than what it was to her. So I would take it all the way to the extreme, like, man, she she dogging me or she about to leave me or she about to do this. When in actuality, it was the exact opposite. She was grateful that we even had the discussion, that I even laid my feelings out on the table. Um, i give you um, a, a clear example of... of, of... Don't tell me you lost them. I lose everybody. Anybody else here? Hey, you. I'm here. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Rodney. Yeah. Oh, okay. I got you now. Cameras pause, but you there? Okay. Yeah, I'm still here. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now. You're good. Okay. Yeah, I mean that. That I mean, just recent. You know what I'm saying? We had a uh, <laughs> a situation where I had taken leave for a specific thing with my wife. And when I took that leave, um, did I freeze again? No, nah, you, you're here for me. Oh, okay. your, your camera's a little behind, but yeah. You I got you. All right. Um, uh, yeah, I, I I literally took leave, and then we were supposed to do take care of some business things. And I was pissed because she was it wasn't even on her radar. And literally... In the past, I would have been pissed about that for days. But all I did was like, hey, look, communicate it. I took this leave because 
of this particular situation so we could do this specific task. And like we went back and forth on it. And she was like, you know what? Because you communicated it to me, we still going to get that task completed. And that like made the world, you know what I'm saying, like turn around for me just in the communication aspect in that particular relationship. I am really good at communicating how I feel to other people. My wife is really the hardest one that I have to communicate. And it shouldn't be that way. It should actually be the opposite. Absolutely. Um, you know what I mean? And oftentimes I think that as men, we don't want to let our wives down. I don't have no problem letting Rodney down. I don't have no problem letting Albans down. I could care less, right? What the fuck? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Albans, screw you. Like, if I can't make the show, I can't make the show. But, you know what I mean? If I can't do something for my wife, it, it really bothers me. You yeah. know what I mean? So, or if I... Add, but, huh? I'm sure that's a lot of men's problems. You're not the only one. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? Um... Just to make a long story short, yeah, I do, I do agree that you know what I'm saying the the communication piece and and all of that is, is key to it. Hey, tell them bye. Tell them we said bye, Albert. Bye, Mikey. Bye, Mikey. And tell them dry savior. He can't hear. He don't got the headset on. I know, but we still gonna talk trash. You know what I mean? <laughs> Go back and look at the record. I don't think you guys can follow it either. What is what is what's don't whistle? What is he saying? <laughs> Uh, nah, 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 we're gonna keep it going. All right, <laughs> I, I want to get his opinion on this. I don't want to let him get away with it, but you know, we'll we'll, we'll go ahead and uh, is his uh, his son trying to trying to trying to guard their talk about giving me a hundred dollars? Yeah, yeah, trying to get some money. I just got plugged. You back? Yeah, I'm still yeah, here. I'm back. Yeah, I wanted to know uh. When 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 you say studying your partner or significant other, how does that look to you? Studying? Yeah. Studying. Or I don't know, I, I kinda took it a little little different. I, I I I was saying that, you know, I feel like us as men don't show enough emotion and shit like that and don't wanna talk about our right. So so for them to study us is really hard because we don't give up the information. We we take a lot more in and if I can kind of dwell on it, I guess. I don't I don't know. Yeah. And no, nah, I get what you're saying. Nah, that's what that's how I felt too. But then I also thought about I you know, I'm a pretty easy study. I don't my test got two questions on it. Are you naked? And are you awake? <laughs> that's it. That's yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I can pretty much tell your mood right away, and and, and like I said, that that's just playing on the Xbox and shit. You know, when you start apologizing, that's when I fucking I was like, all right, this is gonna be a bad night. How do you? And and then the wake one is optional. That's a that's an optional. <laughs> <laughs> the wake, Oh no! Oh no! anytime anytime she's naked, that's an A on my test. You know what I'm saying? Whether she's awake, that can be optional, but. You know, I still feel that uh, you know, that it, I'm pretty easy, even though you know, if you want to. But the thing is, they want to know about your core and your feelings, and you know, well, and that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. The heart. That's the whole. That's the whole studying part. That, it that's is. That's what I was talking about. The whole the studying part. That that is like, I mean, it could be something petty as shit. Like the words, like man, this son of a bitch took my damn parking spot this morning. You know, you you, <laughs> you know that that brood on you all fucking day, eight hours of your shift. That you know, yeah. 
something, something like something petty like that. You go home, you take that shit with you, and then you snap, and then all of a sudden, why, why do you got an attitude? But then you're like, well, damn, that would be kind of petty for me to say, well, someone took my parking spot this morning, so. Oh, no, I just had a bad day. Yeah, but the funny, the yeah, funny I, thing is, is it probably wouldn't be petty. Like the fact that them, you tell her, you relate. <laughs> yeah, like the fact that you tell her is what she's looking for. I agree. I agree. Which That's is cra- which what... is crazy because I'm, you and I and Rodney probably would laugh that off, right? You know what I mean? Like you really let that hold you the whole day. Oh uh, yeah, don't tell me that. <laughs> Yeah, you understand what I'm saying, but but in, in their world, it's it's literally opening up and saying what how you feel about something. Like I I take you a prime example. Like the other day, me and my wife we got into a discussion about you know what I'm saying, just credit cards and stuff like that, and it was kind of like I really and literally she asked me the simplest question that I was like, oh, I can answer that question. She was like, well, why do you? Why did you think that that was okay? That's all I wanted to know. Like, that's all she wanted to know. And I explained it to her, and she was like, okay, now I understand your thought process. So that was... Now, she wasn't not upset, but she understood why I did what I did. And I think that went longer... That that moment in the discussion, the heated discussion, is what kind of turned the table because I did say actually what I was thinking, whereas in the past I would have been like, because I felt like it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like and that's yeah. not what they're looking for, not what most people are looking for. Yeah. Yeah, but the sale goes back to, you know, being uh being liquid and you gotta be patient, you know. Yep. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, it takes a long time to get get there, you know. And there's other little aspects we could talk about, but I'm not going to get into it right now. I'm going to go ahead and go to the next thing that um he discussed, which was, hey. Bye. Why do you keep man? taking the headset off every time his kids come into play? I don't know. Tell him to keep the headset on. Yeah. Let's talk to him. We we good. We want to hear the conversation, too. You yeah, we do. Yeah. He probably like, yeah, don't ever wear that prom dress again. Nah, nah, nah. You know I mean? <laughs> Looks amazing in the prom pictures. Yeah, I, was, I, I didn't see I the prom pictures. Her, but he yeah. keep taking the headset off every time his kids come into play. Yeah, we want to hear the conversation and, too. Just yeah, just we do. We I, I, my, my bad, man. I got, I got my youngest not wanting to go back to her mom's house. My oldest two are telling me bye, and then it's a fucking mess, man. That my youngest right. is fighting with with her mom and. She's using me as a scapegoat, and then it makes her mom feel like well, at least you're one turn her again. Huh? At least you recognize that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, I'm trying to tell her right now. Like, like, so we each have our three days a week, and we split Sundays. I'm like you. So, every half a day, she goes. The big kids they go back to her house the rest of the half of the day, and I'm like, you need to go. You need to you arguing with your mom and then running to me it makes it look like either one I'm doing something wrong or or well, you just don't like your mom. No, you want to cry. She think you know she running to you because she think you she on your side. Yeah. Oh, and you and Albaz, you're doing the right thing, brother. Like I'm trying. You know it's funny? Kids are kids are very manipulative. I mean I'm in a my oldest is my is my technically my stepdaughter. 
but I mean, I raised her since she was eight months, right? right? And it took a long time to for everybody in the relationship to understand that kids are manipulative, bro. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like they will convenient for them. They will work what's convenient for them, correct? And, and so they they are smart human beings. You know what I mean? So what you're doing right now is I commend you for it because it's like, nah, you got to handle that relationship with your mom whether you agree with what she's doing or not. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's and a that, good that's job, a battle, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that's so good, man. Remember, just, just like in every relationship, stay liquid, man. Yep. Hey, liquid. Don't even, you know, just let yeah. that keep just go right around. You probably want the smoke cream cheese, oh, though, Rodney. That's what it is. <laughs> and not them raggedy ass hot dogs or hamburgers. You know what I mean? Uh, I meant to ask him after he ate that uh, Nigerian <laughs> food, how long did it take till you go went to the bathroom? <clears throat> and I haven't ate it yet, man. I still got oh, I yet? still got a. No, I do. I just bought that shit um, Friday. So I got the fufu. Oh, and then I got the. Uh, um, the um all stuff for the chickens too. Okay. Oh, so right. chickens too, foo foo. What day you making it so we can me and Vance can already, you know. Probably gonna be Friday. Yeah, right, right. Probably yeah. be Friday. I drove so, right man. through uh how far are you from Charlestown? Uh what is it? Uh Hollywood Casino. Charlestown? Yeah. yeah. Charlestown? Twenty minutes, fifteen minutes. Oh man, we should have came and saw you there. Cause we drove right through there coming back from Philly. But anyway. Uh, but going, uh, so last thing, this is the last thing about that. Well, I'm gonna ask y'all a few more questions, but, uh, this is the last, uh, note that I had about the, what you call this. It was, it was what he, he called the five pillars of marriage. And it's, if you build your marriage on these five things and truly build your marriage on these five things, then you should have a successful marriage. And one, and, and I'm, and, and unfortunately, I'm be honest with you. Uh, he didn't even get to finish these last uh this like all three all five are explaining them to you us so i'm gonna give you my best definition <laughs> of the last two but um the the first one is love and then he broke down the differences between being in love and loving someone mm -hmm. and uh, i mean i don't know if i had to do that to, you know break it down to y'all but you know you know the difference in the in love and loving someone is 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 the you you can feel like you're in love with someone, but it can go away. When you yeah. love someone, it can't go away. It's unconditional. Agree. Because you know there's even there's even notes of of marriages that are broken up, and they they became better friends once they broke up. You know, uh, once they broke up, then they did when they were in the marriage because they still loved each other, but they weren't in love with each other. But to have a successful marriage, you have to be you have to love that person and be in love with that person but um you know and be in love with that person for it to to work but love is something that you can have without being in love with that person uh -huh. and then it was trust was the next thing and he broke down now that i i wish i could break it down the way he did because he broke down trust in so many different levels but uh, you know the main reason you know the main reason to trust is just trust and then respect which is a, a a huge thing in a lot of relationships because once you lose respect for each other, then it's destined to crumble. And understanding was the next one because you just you have to 
understanding is a tough one. It was a tough one for me when he when he said it because, you know, you you could think you understand what's going on, but you don't. So it could be like a false, you know, kind of like a false thing there. You think you understand, but you don't understand. But you know, it's just getting that understanding for a person that eventually you get to that point where you trust them enough that you understand that they're going to do the right thing, even if you don't understand what's going on. Mm. So that is, that is the, but the, you got to have the trust first because if you don't got trust, you ain't going to have understanding. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Or, or trust and respect. So they all lead. And then last is faith and faith. He broke down and, and I'm going to just try to explain it the hardest way. Faith is very hard because the, in order to have faith, you can't have doubt. Doubt and faith can't be in the same room together. Mm. And faith is something that you have to um, you have to give without seeing. So you have to have faith in your husband or wife that she's going to go out and not cheat on you, which also goes back to trust. You have to have faith that this person is always going to have your best interest at hand, even though they're not... And even if they don't and something goes wrong, you have to have faith that God is in control and he's not going to put anything in front of you that you can't handle. So that's where, you know, faith comes in and all those steps. And if you have all five of those steps, then you should have, you should have a successful marriage. So that's love, trust, respect, understanding, and faith. So I don't know if y'all have anything you want to add to that or you, Anything, uh, you know, anything you want to say about it? Yeah, I mean, I agree with, with all of them. So, I mean, and they, they all intertwine. You know what I mean? So it's, um, the faith is, is what a lot of people drop off in the end. Um, and respect is, is another thing. So, um, those two things, especially for men. I mean, men, when they feel not respected, you know what right. I'm saying? It impacts every other aspect of that. But that goes that, back to the basic need. Yeah, you know, it does. You know, like what was the, the basic need, the basic need for a man is significant. Yeah. To me, is, is very close to respect. Like, I need to feel like I'm respected or, it's, you know, I'm significant in the situation because if you if if I'm leading, I'll tell you. I'll give you a thing that I I, I said to my wife the other day. The other day when we was talking, I said, you know, I said, look, I look at it. We're in a car together. I need you to be in the passenger seat and help me get to where I'm going, but I don't need you to tell me how to drive. Mm-hmm. I'm saying you gotta let me drive. But you can help me get to where I'm going. Like you can navigate. Like you, you make it right here. You know, this is the way we're trying to get here. I need you. You can make it, make it right here. Make it left. You can even navigate. But you don't have to teach me how to. You know, you're not going to tell me how to drive. You know what I'm saying? In other words, you know, you're going to tell me slower, faster. You got to get there. What you know? What you know? Just telling me how to drive. What's wrong with you? Where you going? You you don't know what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? That type of situation. You know, I I want you to be in the car with me. You can navigate, you can help me get there, but you don't need to tell me how to drive. You know what I'm saying? So that that's kind of how I broke that that whole understanding down. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, you got anything about that, uh, 
Albans, we're gonna we're gonna uh, build your next marriage on love, trust, respect, understanding, and faith. That sound like a plan? I'm not, I'm not about to go on faith on that one because I did all the others, and uh, so I'm about to go with faith. I'm about to start going to church, giving my ten percent, and then see where that leaves me. Hey, ten percent, and never 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 think of it as a percentage, out man. How about oh, no, you? I, I got you. Well, give what you talk. give what you please, brother. I have faith that God's gonna put that right woman in your in your in your in your path. Man, sound like he got the right woman right now with Nigerian. But don't jinx, don't jinx it, man. Don't jinx it. We're gonna, you know. I know. I'm telling you what, like I I didn't even though, even though Alvin didn't see it coming, but I hope so. It had a lot to do with his wife. You know, I believe Alvin's had a part of that too. It wasn't just her. Oh, I believe that too. Albans are—I mean, I, I, in the weeks that we've been on with this show, I, I can tell Albans has his, you know, what I'm saying, asshole issues. So you know <laughs> what I mean? Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? He fell asleep on the show, stuff uh, like that. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. He clearly doesn't respect us as, <laughs> as hosts at our time. No, that was a shit show. First <laughs> yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, I, and then. And then I try to watch Chicken Little. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know shake. what I mean? So, like, Albans, we already know Fucking where you're coming from. Hey, producer Ev, I need, I'm a, when we get off, I need you to go back to that episode and get. No, 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 you don't. No, and you get, don't. The please get the snore. Please get the snore. I can put it on my, put it on here because that thing is hilarious. Yeah, that's, that, 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 yeah, definitely. All right, so now I'm just going to ask a few questions, just a few questions. What do you feel your basic need is for whoever it is, your wife your wife or girlfriend or whatever? What do you feel is your basic need? Hmm. My basic need, honestly, is, um, and, and it's a love language for you guys that are in, in, into understanding love languages of marriage. You know what I'm saying? It's words of affirmation. Like I need to be told by my wife that I am upholding my side of the relationship. Right. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So I need to be told, like, even though I know I am, yeah. I need it to be recognized. It can be recognized by you, Rodney, Alvarez, Everett. It can be recognized by the world. But if it's not recognized by her, it means nothing to me. So that that's the one thing that is 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 key to and she knows this so which is good um but that's the one thing that that i need in in, in my relationship with my wife all right albans what i need in my relationship what's your basic need your basic need that you need in your relationship oh mine's gonna be just straight simple loyalty that's it hmm that all right, and what loyalty and what does loyalty look like to you? Uh, loyalty is cut and dry, man. It's it's being faithful, it's being honest, it's fucking, you know. Honestly, that's a basic too. But just being there, I mean, that their loyalty to you is not giving one percent to someone else. Hmm. Yeah. 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 Out, explain that. Yeah. No, that's good. Yeah, no, nah, I get it. It's I get good. it. I get it. Um, oh, for me, oh, so me, my mine is um, so mine is physical touch. 
I'm mm. very much a physical touch guy. I like I, and, and you know, like I said, it, my day can be horrible. If you naked, we better have sex. I'm happy. I don't shit. I'm just a good day to me. I don't mm-hmm. get what happened that earlier that day, but not. But it, it still for me it um it streams further than that. Like mm. if my wife gets up and 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 all this, I also have felt it stems to my abandonment. As long as you're touching me, I know you're not gone. So mm. even for me, like when we're in the bed and my I, I, my wife puts her foot on me or I can feel a part of her body on me, I'm most comfortable. It, when she gets up in the morning before she leaves to work, I have to have a hug and a kiss. Like if you leave me without a hug and a kiss, I'm distraught. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm. So, I mean, even that physical touch is, is even more than just, uh, you know, sex. But sex is definitely great. So, but... So that's that's like the other day when she you told me she checked her checked your prostate like that was <laughs> one, of, one of the things. Hey, hey, hey look, hey, physical hey, touch. Hey, the only one, the only hey, one that can do two fingers. Yeah, yeah. At least I, I didn't run out the office. <laughs> Cause she had, cause she had a, a trash can full of gloves. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And a picture of the family, and a picture of the family. Don't forget <laughs> yeah. that. It was that a yeah. hug and kiss and a finger. That's yeah, what she yeah, gave yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's nothing wrong. It's nothing wrong. It's, you know what I'm saying? It's not gay if, if it's your wife. You know? right. Just don't make eye contact. Yeah. Foreplay. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. No, no, no eye contact, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, just gently rub my shoulders. That's what, that's, what you need to tell your, that's what you need to tell your doctor when you go next time. Right, right. Hey, your checkup. Yeah, also, also, you got two hands on your shoulders, and you're like, where, where's the finger coming from? <laughs> no, it was worth See, what you need to do is you need to research your doctor and find, like, the tiniest Asian lady. Not, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say nothing racist. Sorry, the tiniest lady. But yeah, with and make sure you check her fingers to make sure she got them little hands before you go in there and be like, yeah. By the way, uh, can you go ahead and check this uh this so called this prostate? And then she probably yeah. call in. Like, also, you she be like, also oh, you have a fist up there. <laughs> so she be like, hold she, on, she, 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 <laughs> this dude she, comes she, in. She's <laughs> checking with her whole hand. She got her hands spread. She up here. <laughs> oh, you got toxins. I'm sorry, I shouldn't be doing an accident. Oh, damn. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I, I had that happen to me when I I did that I, I did that uh that um the couples massage on a cruise, and I had right. this little Asian lady and she come on saying, "Oh, you have so many toxins, toxins," and she was whooping my ass in that, that um on that massage, man. I was so upset when I got out of there. I told my wife, I'm never doing that again. Because mm. I couldn't complain because she was only like three foot two and she was punishing me on that table, son. Yeah, and you dropping bows on you and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fuck that. Exactly. I was like, nah, I'm good with that. Anyway, alright. So now, I mean, we kind of answered this, but I, I wrote it down, so I'm going to go ahead and ask it. What do you feel is your deal breaker that you have expressed to your other person? Without, uh, without, infidelity. without infidelity, I'm gonna take away infidelity because that's the easy one. No, I mean that's no, that that's really my only deal breaker. No other deal breakers. Hmm. Right. I can deal yeah. with everything else. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, man, I can forgive. I forgive. I can forgive a lot. So, yeah, it's, because it's, uh, I mean, you're gonna forgive it, but what if? I mean, for me. 
I guess my deal breaker would be that, you know, well, I mean, because she ain't got to cheat on you to not want to be with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to take a, a constant abuse from a person who's not apologetic. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, if they, she, you know, if he gets to that point or something's up with it, it's just no, no, uh, res- well, not no respect, but just no caring at all. Like, she just shooting off at the mouth and doing whatever and being disrespectful and this, that, and the other. You know, the person has to be, I guess, uh, wanting to be forgiven or willing to do the work according to what they did to be forgiven. Yeah. The the marriage retreat, as y'all can hear, I learned a lot of nuggets. Everybody still here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're here. Yeah, I learned a lot of nuggets. Yeah, I learned a lot of nuggets and a lot of great things. And I just want to give a shout out to Elevate Church. Also, give a shout out to um, the uh, the gentleman who led it, Preston William II, and his wife, Kathy. Because let me tell you, if you left that place the same person, I can't imagine it because even me, I was, I was hard. I I felt hard and upset when I got there. Like I didn't think there was nothing that could happen that would make me change any of my opinions. And it did. It definitely did. So uh, they did a a great job. It was excellent. And just, you know, I just want to give that shout out real quick before we go to that next subject. So Lamar Jackson, uh, signed a five-year contract with $260 million, $185 million guaranteed with no with no um, what's the joint? What's the joint called? Uh, agent. Agent. With no agent. Profe- no, no professional. Yeah. No professional agent. Professional qualified. Like, do you feel like the day of the agent is dying? No. I do not feel like that. All right, why? Because everybody ain't Lamar Jackson. True. That's the first thing. You know what I mean? Everybody isn't a player of that that particular caliber, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I'll be straight up, like 95% of the kids that are out there need agents to represent them with these professional teams, right? Um, there are some one-offs, you know what I mean? Um, LeBron's agent, Rich Paul, wasn't an agent, although he went to school and did everything he needed to do um, and learned the business and, and thrived in the business. Um, I don't um, necessarily believe that is a good option for every kid that comes out of college sports into professional sports because – there are some agents out there that are working deals for kids that don't deserve deals that they got, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Now, Lamar's situation is a little bit different in the fact that he was highly talented out of college and, you know what I'm high school for that matter, um, and going into the pros. Um, some people think that, you know what I'm saying, um, it was a negative. I mean, you heard throughout the last six to eight months the media crushing Lamar for not having a professional agent and allowing his mom to do it. So I don't believe that the dying, I don't believe that the agents are a bad thing for these athletes because they do produce a lot of positive things for athletes that aren't on the status of Lamar. All right. How do you feel about it? 
Okay. Can't hear you, Everett. Can't hear you. My check, my check, Amber. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the age's not gonna die. If um not everybody is Lamar Jackson, just like Van said. If um I think the one thing that people have to look out for is the ability to like really mess up your deal in this case, right? Because Lamar Jackson could have got the deal and then we find out that there's something inside his contract that's like really messed up. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you like even if like if they can like a figure op, op option that you can sign into like forcibly you can't go look you can't trade you can't do this can't do that we don't know yet um and maybe in the future too that might happen to other players as well because you know the teams are going to look out for themselves not the players for the most part anyway so mm-hmm. um I think you know the the verdict is to be seen but. No, we were all happy for him. You know, it, it, he's the highest paid quarterback ever now. So, you know, good for him. But I guess player. you got to see what the um, clauses are. Yeah, he's the highest paid player in the NFL right now. Oh, yeah. player. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But, um, nah, I got you. But, um, here's my, so here's my, I just given a little, I guess, uh, I'm not going to say devil's advocate, but, uh, I feel that much like the music business, the NFL for a long time, even agents were all part of one big old good old boy race. Mm-hmm. So, for sure. And I feel like now, now players are smarter that they're not taking because a lot of times, you know, you see like the like even the movie Jerry Maguire, like these guys are working not on they're not not all the time are they working for the player. They're actually, in my opinion, a lot of them are working for the NFL. So they're there to just make deals happen that aren't always the max money you could possibly get. Now, don't get me wrong. I do believe there are agents that are there 100% for the player. But I, I'm willing to bet that I would say 80% of agents are work more for the NFL than they do for the player. You have those max players like your Lamars or like your 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 Tom Brady's or whoever who are the top of the the chain that maybe their agent is just for them, but then you have all the rest of the NFL where they tell you, "Oh, you don't got an agent? Here's one. Oh, you don't got a lawyer? Here's one." Yeah. And that's the same thing they do in the music industry with a lot of artists that are, artists are learning now. You know, learning now um, that. You know, when they get a a rap artist and they sign them, they're like, oh, you don't have a lawyer? Here's one. And that lawyer is their lawyer. Oh, you don't have an accountant? Here's one. And that accountant's their accountant. I remember that uh, one of the biggest things uh, Jay-Z said, well, Nelly taught Jay-Z. No, Jay-Z taught Nelly, sorry. And then Nelly taught, I think it was Chameleonaire. And then Chameleonaire said he used it to get out of his deal because he audited the record company, after they gave him his lawyer, this, that, another, blah, 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 he went and found Jay-Z's auditor and audited the record company and found $10 million that they hid from him off of one song, one album. You know what I'm saying? And and I feel like a lot of the agents in the NFL are the same way. They, they, they're just doing, they're doing their deals to help the NFL more than, than they are to help that player. So, now, whether I think agents are going to die, but I think you're going to get a lot, 
you're going to start getting a lot more players who are smarter than using the agents that you would have saw with the good old boys in the last 10, 15 years. There's going to be more of the the LeBron's cousins who went to school and start learning. There's going to be more of, uh, you know, agents who work for these guys who's going to take on these smaller guys who are going to do everything for the player. That's how I feel. But that's yeah. the- I'll, I'll even add that sometimes I don't even think the agent is necessary. necessary. Um, because if I'm the number one pick of this year's draft, right, but they want me to come play for this league anyway. What do I need this agent for? I'm not going to sign nothing. I'm not going to do anyway. You know? I kind of missed you. You was like going in and out for me. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm saying because if I'm number one draft pick in the league, right, uh, this year's draft, the teams want me to come play for them regardless. Yeah. So and, I guess the and that contract just... is already done. That contract yeah. is done already. There's no arguing about that one. Yeah, so it's kind of like, why do I even need this if this deal's already done? And okay. I'm not going to sign it if it's not to my favor anyway. Well, the uh, well, the draft, the number one, if I remember correctly, the number one draft pick, I think like the top ten, are all already their 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 salary, their starting salaries, and everything are done before they even get there. There's no there's no changing no matter who that person is. I, I think that's already orchestrated, if I'm correct. Vance, you know about that? If I'm yeah, it's, about I mean, it's part of the, the, the first round picks are, are pre-negotiated. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, that, that came with their CBA a couple years back. Um, and in all honesty, I mean, the, the thing about the, when it comes to the agents, the agents, I, I somewhat agree with you, Ronnie, that, you know what I'm saying, it's definitely a good old boy network. Um, and they, I think the agents are in it for themselves. Um, maybe not in it for the NFL, but they're definitely in it for themselves. Um, as would any agent be. You know what I'm saying? I don't blame them for it. Um, I think where the agents come into perspective is, is you know what I'm saying, endorsement deals. They also help with those and so forth. And that not to say that Lamar's mom and and the people that are representing him can't do that as well, because they can. Um, I just think it's different for Lamar, you know what I'm saying, because of his status. You know what I mean? And I think that so there, because for every Lamar, there are 30 guys on every team that wouldn't be on the team without an agent. You know what I mean? Like, I'll be real with you. Either they don't have the resources or they don't know the people or they're not even good enough to be on the team that the agent worked out the deal, right? So I'm with you on what you're saying in in a reference to the, the music industry. I think people, I think these kids are getting smarter in what they're signing. Um, and I also agree with Everett. You don't know the intricacies of the deal. If it's something that was missed, could have been missed, um, that an agent would have clearly defined in the deal. But I would think that him being the highest paid, there was some sort of professional review in in this particular deal. So I'm definitely sure he had somebody look at that contract. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure he had that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He ain't gonna the, read the contract and be like, oh, sounds good to me. 
Yeah, I don't think he's going to do that. So, but there's something key about this whole agent thing. All right, listen. The key thing is, is that the money never left the family. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Okay. So you know what I'm saying. His mom is clearing seven or eight million dollars out of this deal. Seven point six million. Yeah. Right. So, and, and that's what I need. I want people to really, really understand is that let's say push comes to shove. You know what I'm saying? Him doing his deal with who he dealt it with, with his mom or with who or who represented him, he kept his money inside the family. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, regardless of Lamar's successful, regardless of his mom, if he gets paid a dime. His mom is always going to be set because of that. And it's the same way with Rich Paul and LeBron. Because the money's within the family or within the circle, you know what I mean? That is what the good old boys that Rodney's talking about, that's what they do. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. So he reversed that role. Their nephew is the lawyer. Their nephew is correct. The, exactly. The, that's uh, that's uh, that's what I'm getting at. So it's like that's what's so smart and fascinating to me. It's like the fact that he kept the money within the circle. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that, I, that's that's understandable. I never. I mean, I knew it, but I never really thought about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah, Let's and that's it. gonna go a long ways. Oh yeah, well, the thing is, she's going to get paid on all his endorsements too. Oh yeah, there's no doubt. Like the money never leaves the circle. Like we always talk about the community. We always talk about community money and you know what I'm saying, Jewish money and all of that. The Jewish dollar never touches anything. Anything that's not Jewish. Yeah. Okay. Right. The black dollar touches everything that's not black. True. You know what I mean. The white dollar touches everything that's white. You know what I mean. So it's like. Uh, for us as minorities, you know what I'm saying, like keeping the money within our race and keeping the money within, you know what I'm saying, our communities, that's that's where you really start making progress. That's why they tore down the richest black cities in Tulsa and the South and all of that. Because even in New York. Even in New York, because the money was circulated amongst our community. A lot and of that's people what don't people know Central Park was Central Park was a black uh was a black yep. yeah. yeah and and it, the funny thing is, is it's a it's a it's a plantation in Georgia right now that's under legal battle because they want to hold World War II reenactments and not World War II um Civil War reenactments um on this particular plantation and the state of Georgia is trying to take the property from a black family that has owned the property for over a hundred years via the case of eminent domain. Wow. So the state is trying to take the land, mm-hmm. which is crazy to me. You know what I mean? Because that money has been in their circle. These, these this, this particular black family has rented the land back to the state for over 40 some years. They have museums, they have all types of stuff on their land. And the state of Georgia is trying to take it from them. Huh? So you might have to send me that article. I'm gonna do I it. will. <laughs> All 
right. Well, let's uh, I do I do want to say real quick because I know you are a Commanders, aka Redskins fan. No, uh, you're not a fan no more. All right, we done with that. Man, I'm impartial right now, brother. Impartial. Yeah. Well, I'm happy they're selling. I just want to be happy that they sell it. <laughs> and and uh, we'll see what happened after that. I, you know, I'm, I'm, but they've been asking, how do you feel that you know, number one lead person is a uh, is the guy who owns the, the Philadelphia 76ers and the uh, Blackhawks? Yeah. I mean, it, you I see that think. throughout ownership. You know what I mean? Like the fact. I mean, they're going to have the minority owners are going to be, you know what I'm saying, in play. I mean, yeah, I think everybody knows that's Magic Johnson. Be, uh, Magic Johnson, yeah. Yeah. And, all that. and that Magic Johnson thing is more for community, you know what I'm saying, and the the, the local jurisdiction so that he can lobby. Yeah, it's all about it's all about money, you know what I'm saying, and him sure. being able to get new stadiums and everything else. Um, But whether or not he owns uh, the commander's and or the Sixers. I mean, there there are a lot of people that own different sports franchises in different cities. So I, I think that it's – but let's call a spade a spade. Uh, I don't listen. Do you think Daniel Snyder is mad that he had an investment of $700 million? And he's leaving with eight? Yeah, he's making five points and he's making six billion dollars. You think he cares who he sells this team to? I don't know. Nah, not at all. Exactly. Like, like we made him rich, and he didn't even have to give us a product. He was making. He was rich before that. I mean, he was making and he made profit off of the Redskins. It wasn't like the Redskins were failing. That's what I'm saying. Making the money, he was making money off of them too, and he and he would still be there if he wasn't cooking the books. You're correct. <laughs> the books would still be there, even with the culture and everything else, and, and all of that. And like the cooking of books was like the final say. And it, the only reason it was the final say is because he was cooking the books within the circle. Yeah, he got right? he was the cooking owners. the profit sharing of the yeah, NFL. Yeah, he got so the other owners, owners yeah, like, yeah, bro, yeah. you you can't yeah. rub money from us. Like you can rub money from whoever you want. Like, we don't care about what you're doing over there, except for that. That's the only thing <laughs> we care about. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, yeah, every every like you you uh commanders fan ever? I'm not a commanders fan. I used to be a long time Redskins fan. I stopped being a Redskins fan like four years ago. But okay. I will say this. Um I hope that the culture of the Sixers somehow creep into this franchise because that would be nice for a change to have something to root for. At least you know, at least you have like a a something great. The 76ers are in the play playoffs at least. The 76ers got people on the team. When the last time we've done something? When the last time, like, I'm, I'm talking about, like, the Griffin era, right? The Griffin era had so much hope. When the last time that happened? Oh, I got you, but I'm just saying, it ain't like the 76ers uh, are the Lakers. The or something. 76ers like, are in the playoffs. Yeah, it was so, seven, the 76ers God. are consistently in the playoffs. Yeah. Okay. So, and they, they built a team. Uh, basketball, basketball is a lot easier to get in the playoffs, in my opinion, than football. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and let it go. I mean, you know, yeah. it's all good. But, I mean, you know, it is what it is. I mean, I, just, I, I just, I, I just have two wishes: go get RK back and build oh. around RK. So oh yeah, if they get RK back, there. they do that back. Then I'm, a, I'm, I'm a hundred percent a fan again. Yeah, I'm gonna go back over there. there. That's yeah. Magic John. That's Magic Johnson, bro. That's yeah. and it ain't gonna be at RFK. Just by the way, I'll tell y'all that now. Yeah, I don't they, 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 everybody always wants it in the city, 
Yeah. It's gonna be at the harbor, bro. Well, I, I thought National Harbor. Yeah. 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 Infrastructure. The infrastructure is already there. Yeah. That's what it's gonna be. And then, then it becomes a huge place to be to come to be too. Did you hear, uh, what's his name? Brian. Did y'all hear that Brian Davis joint? What's his name? Yeah. Brian Davis that talked about he was gonna buy for seven. seven. And then he was going to invest two point six billion, seven, mm-hmm. billion, and then was going to invest two point six billion. And you hear what he said? He wanted to put a, a retractable roof on the on the stadium that is there now, and wow. and and build a man made beach, and uh, like put a Great Wolf Lodge there or something. Or originally, he uh, uh, according to what he said is he was trying to buy a Venture World too or whatever the fuck it's called now, Six Flags. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I mean, you know, I, I, wait, 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 wait. a man-made beach where it is now. Yeah, he wanted to put a man-made beach there where it's at now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whoa, okay. that's what he. That's what he said. <laughs> that was it, it. was the craziest and oddest. Yeah, that sounds like interview that I ever heard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he got he got some high hopes for that landover area. I mean, yeah. Yeah. the thing about it is, is that there's there's land over there that's being bidded right now. For federal government too, yeah, so FBI, you got yeah. FBI still yeah. trying to move. Yeah. So you know what I mean. And FBI coming to PG County would be outstanding. But they said they, um, would, they said it would be a two billion dollar project. Mm-hmm. Wow. It would. Yeah. And and all our houses would go up. <laughs> That's the yeah, they would. Go, they would skyrocket. Yeah, they would go up. All our houses go up. They and they said they would completely tear down Forest Bill. Forestville and rebuild it. Yep. Wow. So yeah, that, that, that I was like, yeah, you know, shoot, I just need the best buy closer than where it is right now. Right. <laughs> That'll make my day. But anyway, hey fellas, it was a good show. I appreciate y'all hanging out today. I appreciate you pitch hitting for us uh, today, Everett. And um, no problem. You know, uh, it was a good episode. Um, mm-hmm. I'm I'm happy with it, and I think that uh. This would be a great one that, that anybody should listen to and hopefully learn something today because I definitely learned something, like I said, from that um, trip. Uh, it was a great thing. I did want to say one thing ending, you know, I also learned that for, about forgiveness because I have a problem with forgiving people. And But the w- biggest thing that he, that he told me is if God can forgive me for all the crazy things that I've did in my life, then I should be able to forgive anybody else for anything they've done to me. Yeah, uh, I was like, okay, yeah, that, 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 that's a good, that's, that's a good thing. So you know, just remember, forgiveness starts. And then he also told me I had to first start with forgiving myself. Forgive yourself, forgive others, and then they will forgive you. So just put that out there for everybody as a, I guess, a thought of the week. And um, you know, this is us at Dad Mentality. You can reach us at all the platforms under Dad underscore Mentality. Your brother learned how to do reels this week, so I'm gonna be start. Pop, dropping more reels and uh matter of fact right after this i'm gonna hop on and uh get a couple games in and uh you can catch me on a beast one on twitch and uh hang out with us uh vance you got anything you be good brother nah man appreciate you guys man thanks for the conversation this week helped out a lot absolutely help me too thank you everett you good anything you want to yeah, say good, got anything to throw out there What's up, uh, with, nah, what's up with your podcast? You getting ready to start with uh? Oh, we haven't what? made any uh, final decisions yet. I took I talked to her, but yeah, they're coming. Okay, we'll okay. Just, uh... yeah, keep us up. We we love to be guests, but anyway, we'll talk about that later. 
Uh, but, um, you know, this is uh, the Beast One, Coach Everett, and also Al Bands dealing with his family situation. God bless and good night. All right, I was old.